We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, he Man. just mad because I'm in more Hall of Fame than him. That's what you don't have. I, I'm in more Hall of Fame. Just because I'm not in the NFL Hall of Fame, I'm still in more Hall of Fame than you. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a very special guest. We have another award-winning, Grammy award-winning artist coming to the show. Yep, uh, yep, man. Anthony the Man Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton is coming to the building. And uh, Hatch, you don't know this, but I'm going to bring up the first time that we met. I don't, I'm pretty sure he probably don't remember. He don't remember yet. Yeah, but once I, once I tell him <laughs> when and where, and, you know, he going, I'm telling you, Hat, I can hold a note or two. I'm gonna let oh, him. I'm come gonna let on, him, man. I'm gonna let him tell you yeah, before you okay. start hating how he was like. Oh, okay, that was you. Oh, mm, yeah. So I'm just letting you know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I I know I've 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 embarrassed myself enough on this show singing, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna sing today. But I'm gonna because his is one of the only voices that I cannot get down. You know what I'm saying? Like I can try, but that just roughness and gargledness, but yet smooth. And I, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've tried. I've tried almost 20 years. And I yeah, can't imitate it, it, but never duplicate it. Absolutely we, we do. not. But, uh, but yes, like, so we're looking forward to having Anthony Hamilton, Grammy Award winning artist on the show. Again, he's been signed to labels, MCA, SoSo Def, uh, RCA. And he, uh, of course, won the Grammy for the uh, best traditional R&B performance. Um, that he did with Al Green, you've got the got the love I need, right? He all started out with that one big hit coming coming from where I'm from. That was a classic when he came on the scene from that in 2003, 2004, I think it was. So there it is. Get your popcorn ready podcast with Anthony Hamilton coming up. No doubt. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeet. Hey, so welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host Hatch with my boy. Yep, yep. This is your boy T.O., man. We want to welcome everybody to get your popcorn ready podcast. Yes, sir. And we got, man, I'm telling you. Hey, I hey, mean, we got a special, special. I mean, as a matter of fact, we go go ahead, we go bring it in the right way. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Hamilton is in the building, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Grammy Ooh. Award winner, the distinct voice. I, I can sing, Ant, right? I can I can sing a little bit. Yeah, you're the, you're not, the, yeah don't be a no, hater. Don't be a hater. But yours is the only voice that I can't. You just got that little scratchy, smooth thing going. Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't get you. Can't you mimic it. 
I can't mimic it. I've been trying for for twenty years, and I can't get it down. Hey, you that, know that's what? a good thing. That's that, that's something that it can only be imitated. It can't be, it duplicated. be duplicated. So stay <laughs> in your lane, man. Stay in, I your lane. stay in my lane. So hey, welcome Look, to the show, man. Welcome to the thank show. Thank you, man. Brother. You gotta get you. You gotta get your ass whooped at Antioch Baptist Church and. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Macedonia Baptist Church. Right, to, to go ahead and get that scream, that scream yeah, in your yeah, voice. That's where, that's where it came from, man. <laughs> that's crazy. So of course, like I said, that's where you grew up doing your thing. And like I said, learn yeah. the, the the craft of, of uh, you know, of song. And that's that's kind of yeah. where it started for you back in the day? Yeah, man, Charlotte, North Carolina, little country mm-hmm. boy. Um, always loved music. Church was the first place I heard, heard like the voice that made me want to hone in on it and, mm-hmm. and pay attention to it. It was loud. It was kind of scary and haunting, but it had power to it. And I, I was like, what is this thing that's coming out of this, this person? And uh, Do you, you remember know, who that person was? Yeah, his name was Chuck. And I was okay. probably, wow, probably like five, six, seven years old. I still remember he scared me because he would, we had wooden <laughs> floors and he would stomp his feet on the wooden floors and sing so powerful. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's scaring awesome. me, but, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here I am about to be 50 years old in January. Right. And I still remember that. To this That's day, oh, he, he about, he's about to be 52. Yeah, he's about to be 50 also. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is, is Chuck still around? Do you know? Chuck probably, uh, probably, uh, he's probably in the upper room right now. Right, Chuck right, right. Already in his 40s, probably back right, there. Right, right. Did you ever yeah. have that conversation with him? Like, you know, I, when you kind of I started making it? No, nah, I, I saw him downstairs when it's time to eat, you know, that mm-hmm. chicken and then green beans with the, with the roll. But I never really, <laughs> I just said, hey, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, kind of hid behind my grandmother. But, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, he was a, he was he was he was a vibrant spirit. Right. Right. So what, so, right. So what do, what do you think about what do you think it is that about all you like? I mean, great singers. When you think about mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, you think about Fantasia, um, Kelly, you know, Kelly Price. Um, that were they discovered their voices like in churches and me being from the south you know um i know what that's like you know to be in be in church and i mean the spirit moves you and as you said i mean you had you you were behind your grandmother um you had to get your butt whooped a couple of times and you know obviously yeah. expand mm-hmm. those vocal cords things of that nature so what what yeah. is it about especially black artists what is it about you guys that that it's it's it it, it it comes from obviously from a place within, but what is it about you know you guys' careers that began in church? You know what I think that's the first place. You know, black people back in the day, you know, weren't a lot of places to go for us to have entertainment uh, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as much as as, as other right. people. But but you can always depend on a good concert in church, especially uh, if, if it's mm-hmm. an anniversary or having a special event. There's always a group that's coming to the church and different churches. Sometimes, you know, invite so many different groups and so many voices. That's where you know to go. If you know anywhere to go to hear good singing, performance and, and you know, all that is it's always to have been the church or uh, that's mm-hmm. about it. About, yep. You know, without it being a venue, uh, mm-hmm. performance venue, but churches where you were allowed to go. It was OK to go to the church. Right. When you're young at our age, uh, first coming up. You're not allowed to go to the concerts. You're not allowed to watch right. certain shows. Uh, Solid Gold, I couldn't watch that, you know, right. until I got a little <laughs> older. 
Yes. And uh, Soul Train, you you know, can't, you can't watch, watch that. Yeah, the, the, the dancing, the dancing on that. Mama wouldn't let me watch Soul Train. <laughs> yeah, so so eventually I was able to watch Soul Train, and you know, once my grandmother passed away, I snuck. You know, I started. My mom was like, "I gone why they just singing and dancing." Uh, right. So I could watch Solid Gold and some of the other shows, but Lawrence Welch, um, Hee Haw, and and mm-hmm. and Church was all I had at the time. So I think that being all we have and had. Mm-hmm. you know, it, it started there. So about like, when you were starting to kind of, of course, you, you're singing, you're at a young age, about what age were you starting to kind of get out of the church and singing more mainstream stuff? I think around, I started listening to a lot of stuff, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, started discovering like Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. Natalie Cole, um, James Cleveland, some, some gospel stuff. And I started to, you know, discover different voices like Stevie Wonder and mm. Michael, you know, not just Michael, Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. Glimpse of Him and Al Green start to play around. You know, my mom is getting older and, you know, it was like, you know, I'm grown now, Grandma, I can play what I want to <laughs> play. So, right. you know, you start to get a chance to hear some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so around around mm-hmm. in the eight, nine years old, and then I started going to school. I was in choir all through school. Mm-hmm. every year and you started you know hearing songs through choir mm-hmm. uh, so i think that's when it started to uh introduce me to to, to music right, another, right. Another, another level right now of course everybody from the outside looking in like we've always mm-hmm. heard the stories of you know half the the church saying stay in the church music and then the other half saying no let them go sing you know for the world yeah. and there's always yeah. that you know conflict it, it seems you know from the outside looking in did you ever have that conflict of people say you know don't don't go to mainstream you know do gospel music only or they kind of supported you either way I was yeah it's so crazy to- yeah it's so crazy yeah, yeah it's so crazy he asked that because i always wanted to like every like because i even with not even not for me as a singer, but even growing up in the church with my grandmama, that's all she used to do is listen to gospel music. And anytime that there was some secular music coming on, right, right. oh, she was she had she boy, Lose her mind. Turn, turn that mess off. You ain't playing right. that mess in right. my house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah, that's that's a great question that that, that had asked that. So yeah, I'm 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 dying to hear what you to hear your answer on this. This is crazy. You you know, man. Just yesterday, I was I was just picking up. You know, my my, my kids like pizza around Thursday, Friday, so mm-hmm. I was picking up a pizza, right. and it's, it's a black couple that were in there, sitting down. And the guy, I guess this guy, I don't know if he was a pastor or not, but he was like, "Hey, man, well, I love your music, boys. What's up? Well, so when are you gonna put out that gospel album?" She's like, "Yeah." We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> So, so, but I get asked this all the time. So in the beginning, before, you know, before I made it, or actually after I got a little bit of, a little bit of a success, mm-hmm. like, when are you going to put out that gospel? Like, oh, I can't wait for you to just cut your hair. You know, because right. I got my scraggle. Right. Shave and baby shave and put your, <laughs> cut your hair and put on that suit. Right. You sing some gospel music. Oh, my God. Oh, I could be so happy when you do that. So I've been right. having that pressure. And then you have people in the church is like, well, you're sinning because you're not singing gospel music. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. But here it is. Here I am doing secular music. I've had T.D. Jakes come to my show. I've had mm-hmm. uh, Bishop, Bishop Todd Hall. I've had all these amazing bishops and people come to my shows mm-hmm. 
who support me. And I have, I've done songs with John P. Key, Pastor Shirley Caesar, uh, Jay Moss, um, man. Mm. So, so many different, um, so many different gospel artists. Mm-hmm. So I was saying to myself, like, this can't be wrong. My, You're right. The spirit of my music has to be pure than what, what the, the real gospel people and the churchy right. people are, or, right. or, you know, judging it to be. So, you know, I just decided I'm going to do my music. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it respectful, loving, mm-hmm. sexy. Mm-hmm. But but I have a large church fan base, so I don't want to alienate them. Mm-hmm. But I still want it to feel good and feel sexy and feel beautiful and free. So I, mm-hmm. I decided to combine it all into my song. And lyrical, lyrical uh, content is very important, mm-hmm. you know. Nowadays, there's no romance. There's no setting Nothing. up the date. It's straight. <laughs> We're straight going to the club, like how pop you gonna bottles, and go. You song, yeah, you start the song off in bed, and then you right. leave the house. <laughs> right, you starting off with the wop. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me, e- let me ease into it. <laughs> then you end up with the with the you know, the curly fries. But there it is. There it is. I just, I just decided to uh, not let that bother me for a minute. It did. Cause I felt like, man, mm. I'm, maybe I'm sinning. Maybe this mm-hmm. is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe God gave me this voice just to sing gospel. Mm-hmm. But I speak about God in my songs and love and marriage and family and kids. I was like, this can't be wrong. And right. so I just decided to stick with it, man. And mm-hmm. you know, people started to respect me more. I think sometimes people want to push you into a place of you being uncomfortable, so you surrender your own space to them. Mm. Once they conquer you then they don't have no use for you. You know what I mean? Yep. I go to the yep. church and then what? Right. Right. So, I mean, it's like, and that's the, <clears throat> the, the struggle from outside looking in and yeah. people always want to, they have the idea of what they want you to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, like, and you say yeah. you're reaching people, you have a, a worldwide yeah. fan base and you can talk to them through your music. And you're to me, you're saying the right things anyway. So it doesn't matter like as long as you're reaching them and you have that that message for them. And you, and you know what? I have a broader audience uh, than some some gospel people. Mm. And I have a little bit more. I think I have a little bit more. There's a little bit more trust because mm. people know I'm flawed, mm-hmm. but they know I, I desire to, to be better and to do, you know. So they trust me because they don't feel like I'm so so righteous that I'm judgmental. Right. Uh, so they'll mm-hmm. listen to me. So if I, you know, if I say something to them, you know, they know I don't smoke a little weed. I don't drunk some thing. I don't you know. Oh, I'm I a human, right. human myself. being. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I think they trust me a little bit more than than they would, you know, some pastors and people who are. Holier than thou. Yeah. Holier right. Right. Than thou, or, my or, or so it seems. <laughs> yeah, already. So tell us about, like I said, when you started, you got your first shot, you moved up to New York, right? North Carolina moved to New York. How, how was that process? How was that first transition, again, kind of getting away from the home base for you? Man, you know, I was young, man. I was, you know, I went to barber school. I'm a barber. Okay. Good ass barber. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got six sons. So, you know, I've been, Way before them, I was cutting, so I've had a lot of practice. 
There Man, you should have you should have got a little business. You picked up a little uh, side hustle during this quarantine, this pandemic. <laughs> Man, I ain't have enough mask for them heads. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't coming up in here without no mask. Oh, you ain't uh-huh. coming up. Look, I ain't even like my brother had an afro and a afro beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, nah, it ain't that long, bro. <laughs> yeah, you be all right. You be all right. Yeah, you be all right, man. Don't look that bad. Boy, put some oil shit in right. thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but, you know, just, I was um, cutting hair, man, and dreaming, singing in, in barber school and mm-hmm. in the barber shop. And I started making some noise. And my name got around to a guy named Dizzy, who introduced me to Mark Sparks, who, Mm-hmm. You know, instrumental in bringing um, Sunshine Anderson. Um, yeah. He was connected to Horace Brown, Mary J. Blige. So he wanted to meet me. They they said, oh, we're going to take you to New York and we'll get you a record deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I was waiting in the barbershop. First time, he never showed up. Mm. I was like, dang. So about a month later, I'm in there cutting the man and doing my thing, feeling good and, you know, doing some lady hair. And uh, I got a call from who's now my 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 manager, Eli Davis. He's like, hey, man, I'm Eli Davis. I work with Mark Spars. We want to fly you out to New York. Wow. This time was for real. Wow. So by this time, I didn't have any real money. I had about $67, man. And I was asking all my family. Nobody seemed to have money. So I got on that Suzuki sidekick, man. <laughs> Suzuki sidekick. It was about six or seven of us in that little mug, boy. And I'm telling you, we, back then I was poofing. We oh. poofed from North Carolina to probably Maryland. <laughs> All the way one way. And man, I got to New York. And I, it was a scary, beautiful feeling because I'd seen mm. it on TV. I've mm-hmm. never seen so many different people, different genres, and different ethnic groups. Yeah. And so much energy in one place in my mm-hmm. life. It's totally mm-hmm. different than Charlotte. Yeah. I fell in love with it. I was people watcher. And when I st- went in my first big studio, um, where um, Patrick and all these guys were, the Aline brothers, mm-hmm. who, who had concrete studios on, on Broadway. They get up, you get over like a fat rat with Paul Abdul and so much great okay. music. So here I am in there. And I, and I started meeting a lot of people, man, from Puff to Andre Harrell, yeah. who signed me for my first major deal. Um, and, and, you know, it was just a, it was just like a dream come true. And I was opening up for Jodeci in, in 94, 95. Mm. I got signed in 93, my first deal. But my right. first album didn't come out until 2003. So it was 10 right. years. Right. So two, All, yeah. two, 2001, uh, I was a free agent and I signed with the Jets to go into my 2002 season. And I remember yes, I had, that's when they would burn CDs. I had yeah. your CD before it even came out. Because I remember wow. it had Anthony Hamilton written on it. Somebody like, what's that? I'm like, hey, this is this soulful dude. I, you know, it's his voice. It's like he's singing in church, but he ain't you at the church. You owe me some money, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> hey, I was just about to say. Hey, 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 yo, where do I get my money, Mike? Already. <laughs> I remember that, man. That's crazy. That is crazy. Because, yeah, you know, back, back then it was about them CDs and who could get it first. You know what I'm saying? Who yeah, right. Get that thing you first started out with burner. the set tape. You know you had that Right. 
Oh yeah. yeah, man, it's so crazy how times have changed <laughs> and how we have yeah. evolved. Music yeah. has evolved, and, and as Hatch said, and like you said, he owe you some money. You know, we had <laughs> Maya on you dollars, <laughs> right? We no. had uh, we, we we had Maya on as well, and she basically kind of just educated us on you know being signed to uh to, to yeah. different labels, um, becoming being independent, um, things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. How has that changed you and your approach to uh, how you do music now? <clears throat> wow. Being signed to the majors, man, for 15 years, you know, there was, was a blessing in it. You know, I've been mm-hmm. signed to some really, really uh, MCA, Sony, um, mm-hmm. RCA, BMG, all these big labels. And, you know, they have a lot of power because they, they have people in places and they have relationships with people who mm-hmm. allow you to either go higher further or keep you from going there. So it's a game and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an organization. You know what I mean? When you get, when it's a big, when it's big money and big business, there are people who are running the organization and it's not just about your talent. So I had to learn that early. And as I, as I got older and I got wiser and to put out so much music, it's like, you know what? It's time for me to do it on my own and on my own. And so Mm -hmm. owning my own, my music box, uh, through BMG has been a it's been a been a like a blessing, man. And uh, you know, power sometimes is more than money. Absolutely, uh, it gives you access to certain things. And and now you get to see like when you have a record deal, they they let you in on certain amount. You, you sign a deal, you get this money, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever. They don't give you that no more, really. Now that you <laughs> make, but you get this big upfront money that you got to pay back. And that's mm-hmm. you know, you you have to pay it back. You don't always get the full dollar. So if right. you bring in, if you bring in one dollar, mm-hmm. your contract says you start to get paid on eighty percent or seventy-five cents of that dollar. Mm-hmm. So they got all this extra. Like you got seven hundred million dollars, but you only get not the full million, but you mm-hmm. get so much. So mm. once you start realizing that, man, it's like you know what? I need to be on the other side of this thing and have some right. Money. So I have power and access to do some other stuff. And when they sell your music to movies and certain things, you're not you're not in those deals. Mm-hmm. You don't know. They can tell you, hey, you have a, you, you're being featured in this movie, but they don't tell you for how much or whatever, whatever. Right. Sometimes they do, but yeah, you, you can get thirty thousand. You got to ask all the right questions for them to tell you. You have to <laughs> ask the right questions and have people who know that they have relationships because sometimes you can ask the right questions. If you don't have a relationship with people who want to see you win, they won't tell you the inside mm. stuff. And oh, so that's, yeah. That's, yeah, so that's that's the difference between having your own and being signed to somebody else. But you make more money too. Mm-hmm. I get right, yeah, you got to yeah, you have to start investing in yourself, uh, getting equity. Um, yeah. You know, and yep, yep, getting that equity into um, the business. And then, like I said, I think a lot of them, uh, especially when you, I've I've listened to a lot of guys. Um, artist talk, especially um, Ti, for for example, and he he'll go on live and explain in detail, you know how it's you know, it's best for you know some artists they start out on labels and then they transition mm-hmm. and become independent, and then new artists that are coming in now, you know they realize the pitfalls that these other artists have gone through, you know being with labels, not really mm-hmm. being able to uh, own their music. 
um, the masters and things of that nature. And a lot of this I'm, I I know because obviously we talked to Maya, but even just listening to some of the other artists educate. I like to talk to Maya. Shout out to Maya up in the building. <laughs> right, right. We're going to call this old school Mondays. That's what we're going to call this. You remember, remember mm-hmm. something back from the old school. <laughs> old, school. <laughs> old school back in the day when you were like 12, 13, you know, I was probably like 14, 15. You know what? You know, when I was 14, 15, and you, you know, you're trying to get ready, trying to decide what clothes you go wear, you go hang out. Uh, oh, that was like, you said 13, 14, 15, that was like 50 years ago. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's my body feels like it was 50 years ago. Absolutely. But, you know, like I said, you had to, you had to pick everything out, your clothes, you know, the, the shoes you was going to wear, everything had to mask and you had to rock your cologne. The cologne, that was the important piece. You know, how was you, how you going to smell that, that night? What? That was the important piece. I remember I used to rock cool water, cool water cologne, come in that baby blue bottle with the little silver tip on it. Ooh, I was clean. I was Man, clean. I, I came from a low income family, so I don't know how your mornings were, but mine were rather quick. So I didn't have a lot of clothes to be sifting through uh, trying to pick out some gear. But uh, I did come across some cologne called Obsession. I remember that. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was the bomb. I I I I had some of that, and bro, I think I tried to make that last for three years. <laughs> well, you know what? Since it's, it is 2020, so how about you just step your game up? You know what? How about you try the Hawthorne? Right, the Hawthorne. You can take a quiz, a two-minute quiz. It tells you the two colognes that, that are best for you. Like one work, one for work, one for play. Right, it's totally risk-free with free shipping and free return. What? All yeah. that? All, All that? All that, B. Oh, okay. And they have other products too, like mm-hmm. uh, deodorant, shampoo, body wash, face cleanser, and lotion. You know what? And you definitely need the face cleanser for your face. So there it is. Check it out at Hawthorne at Hawthorne.com. That's Hawthorne with an E. And use promo code POPCORN to get 10% off your first purchase. Okay. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use my code POPCORN to get 10% off your purchase. Hawthorne.co. So listeners out there, I know you guys are in need of a couple things. So again, I know there's the main thing you want, of course, is in a box would be me, right? You would want a box of me. But if you can't get a box of me, you can get a box of awesome. What? Who would want a box of you? A box of hats would be pretty great. A box of hats would be great. Well, I've already had, you know, speaking of boxes, I've already had a cereal box of T.O. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really ahead, of, a, a, a long way. I'm about a lot of steps ahead of you. So a box of awesome, obviously, that would be me. But, you know, man, okay, so check this out, man. As we settle into this new normal, obviously, we're dealing with the pandemic and we're transitioning in from summer into fall. Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collection for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. This sounds just something just for you. You know what? I every, need this. I, I can already envision something in this box of awesome you definitely need in every category. In every category that I meet, I, I, I mentioned, you need. 
Absolutely. And to get started, all I had to do was take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick out the right box of awesome for you, right? They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So if you don't want a box of hats, you can get a box of awesome. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really need, though? What I really need? Because I'm going back and forth from, from L.A. and Florida, what have you. I noticed that in my here in my L.A. home, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to steam my veggies in, in on, on, the, on the stove, and I don't have a top. I don't have any proper cookware. My really? top is missing from my my from my pot. Oh well, there it is. You should go to boxofawesome.com and order your cooking tools. No, that, yeah, I think that that's what I need. That's going to be my first purchase. Is I'm gonna go to the uh, cooking tools uh, column category and I'm gonna see if they got a pot and have me a, have it to where they have me a top on there because. I'm having to just stick a plate on the top of my, <laughs> my pot just to keep oh, my steam in there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code popcorn at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code is popcorn for 20% off your first box. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code popcorn at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com and code popcorn for 20% off the first box. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's, it's cool to just to hear you talk. And then especially for our listeners, uh, we're talking to Grammy Award winning singer songwriter Anthony Hamilton here. Um, it's good for you to explain, too, how it's good to be on the other side, the business side of it, because if you don't know, you're not educated. These guys, they will take full advantage of you um, without, you know, because you're not knowledgeable. And it's the same way in the sports world as well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Hatch knows. Um, I mean, it can happen, you know, with, you know, to any and everybody. And so I've, I've gone through that situation. So it's like I said, we're, we're, we love having you on, but it's good to hear you talk about the business side and just not mm-hmm. all the, the glitz and glamour of, of being an artist. But when you talk yeah. about yourself and what sets you apart, you know, I think Hatch, kind of alluded to it when we first got on here you have such a distinctive voice um thank, thank it's you. unlike like like you said it's you know people can 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 imitate it but they can't duplicate it when i think about yeah. distinctive voices you know obviously hatch he's tried and, and it, it ain't gonna happen yeah but you think about <laughs> one, one day <laughs> <laughs> right but you, know, you remind me your voice and what he was talking about reminds me of keith sweat you know, because he has a distinctive voice. You know what I mean? I don't want to. <laughs> See, nah, I, yeah, I can do nah, key sweat. Nah. Hey, when boy, you're yes, looking yes, the color boy, of me. your hair yeah, already. <laughs> Keep me on me right. too, like, man. You got to. He, he about that business, boy. You got to, man, you got to promote your own shows, man. Don't stop doing that, dude, man. He, yeah, he right. be on it. Like, so he'll call me a couple times, couple times uh, a year. Mm. At least about five times a year, like on some business stuff, like or more. Right. Like, hey, man, what you? Hey, I got this situation. You, you, what you doing? Right. And so he's always been one who who's came to me with opportunities, and uh, and always had some knowledge about the business or an extension of what I thought I knew. So Keith Sweat has always been a real down brother, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So let, let me bring that to 2020, right? If you were mm-hmm. an artist just coming out right now, again, the, the, 
a young snotty nosed kid at you know 15, 16 <laughs> wanting to get in the industry, would you go the route of label, 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 or would you do YouTube, IG, and all that stuff because of what you know now? You know what? That's a great question. You know who I would pattern my success after or, or my or my journey and and business uh model after? Hmm. Chance the rapper really wow. did a great job of mm-hmm. Creating his own buzz, owning owning himself one thousand percent. He had mm. not a record deal, even when he blew up, mm. and it was all over the Grammys and none of that stuff. He had no record deal, in mm. anything, no distribution, mm. no nothing. He just did it. He he he, he just found a way to mm. to market himself, and the talent spoke for itself, and people caught on to that. He just kept driving whoever his team he had his team who did promotions and online stuff and just really set up a really great model for him to to have access to owning his own and then when it was time for him to do a deal he could ask for the moon and get it mm-hmm. yeah. and so I, I would i would definitely go that route independent route and and and, and really make sure the music is so commercial and so important and so beautiful that you couldn't deny it. Right. Right. So let me, do do you enjoy the, the writing portion of it more than the singing or is it vice versa? Or you just have to have both. Man, I love it all. Like that. Sometimes I can be touring and it's so amazing touring. It's great. And you know, sometimes it could get tiresome. I love it. But then there's a moment. It's like you know what? How Forrest Gump was running and running and running. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> you sing those songs so long and so much and tour so much. It's like you know what? I'm done. I need to go and create something new because I'm missing that part of it. Mm-hmm. The writing and the recording is so important. You know, because mm. sometimes you need something new to speak about, something yeah. new to sing, and so you got to go to the studio to make that happen. Right, man. And speak, speaking of that, you're saying you, you sometimes you need something new. Obviously, you're, you're speaking of something that inspires you. Uh, one of my 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 favorite songs is is uh, uh, from the Part of It All album, 2008 uh, album, is Her yeah. Heart. It's Her Heart. And so uh, just reading and listening to, to, to some of those lyrics, um, did you did you write? Did you write this song or did somebody write it for you? Um, where, cause I, these lyrics, man, these lyrics are, they're, they're deep, bro. When, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, so, like, like had the habit of, habit of messing up, um, staying out, uh, getting drunk. And then it said, as you cried in my arms, you woke up, uh, you woke up my heart. And then as I saw you again, what I found in you, cause her heart, her heart won't let me lose her. Like, those are like some very profound, like, mm-hmm. was that something you were going through or you just being an artist, you kind of just put yourself in a room and, I, and in a space and you come up with those lyrics? No, I was married at the time and, and I was like, you know, okay. I, was a good pro- I was a good provider, good father, you know, good man, but I was flawed as a husband. Okay. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, I saw it starting to wear where my 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 wife at the time it started to wear you know wear on her and it was wearing on me as well uh, you know I think <clears throat> marriage is beautiful 
and I, and I and we were married for ten years, and and we had beautiful. We got three beautiful, amazing kids. We co-parent very well, but I was running from something, mm. and uh, running from myself as well. And uh, you know, sometimes I would pour a little bit more than than normal, and and act out in a way, screaming for my own space. And uh, sometimes that that's not the best place for a married man or a married woman to mm-hmm. to to. To, to do that. I mean, and you, it happens, mm-hmm. but this is a real song. I, I uh, yeah, her tears, but she loved me so much. Her heart was so pure and so set on loving me and saving me that, mm-hmm. you know, I had, man, I, I think, yeah, I think that was probably one of the reasons, oh. like I said, I'm a softy at heart. You know what I mean? So, when I listen to songs, and in real life, not just at heart, you just soft. I ain't trying to hear hey, all that. Hey, I'm hey. As he said, <laughs> we're all flawed as humans. We all have our flaws. Yeah. Um, I'm no different. Um, like I said, I know us, me, us being manly, we can be macho. We don't really want to yeah. show our or express our emotions, our feelings. Um, but yeah, I fit in that. I fit in that mode. Yeah, I'm, I'm a softy uh, at heart and in real life. Um, but I think that's what gravitated me toward that song because sometimes you can just listen to a song, you just hear the beat and the music, you just yeah. li- you just you just vibe to it. But then when you just you really, hear them words, though, you, man, yeah, when you hear those <laughs> words, it draws you into the song and really feel the essence of really kind of like who that person is, what they possibly could be going through. And so I know sometimes, like I said, you know, people have their you know, they express themselves and what they may be going through through their songs. So, like I said, that's mm-hmm. why I asked them, like, was this something, um, like I said, I didn't know until I just heard this story. Yeah. Was this something that you were going through or you did, did you have somebody to write it or what have you? And you just got to say, you ha- I know there are a lot of artists that have writers and then you just you just bring the, wh- whatever they write, you bring it to life. But it's uh, it's so refreshing to, to hear you say that. And then not, not a lot of us as black men can admit when we're wrong as we're going through through anything and the, the yeah, word that you use flawed not a lot of men macho men will will admit that so i applaud you for that and i appreciate that song because that's like one of my one of my Thank all-time you. favorite songs besides cornbread fish and color <laughs> <laughs> you know what that song is so- where i'm from I'm yeah, that was my Stop, Hatch, man. I'm just you saying. I'm, trying, this, I'm just hater, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that song is so huge in in Africa, in South Africa, man. I did really like, two shows back to back, like thirty thousand people sold out. Oof. I've done wow. fifty thousand. I've performed for uh, like a hundred thousand people, and they want to hear a hot. I want to hear her heart. <laughs> I love Charlene. Oh my God, I love Charlene. But I want but to. Hear I want to hear her heart. <laughs> they love that song, man, because it, 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 it resonates with real people and what they go through, yeah. man. And you know, we in these relationships, and and they're not always perfect, man. And here I am, like I'm, I'm like I'm so honest. A lot of a lot of times, you can tell where I'm at in my life because it's in my music. That's awesome. Right. That's for sure. That's I, I don't awesome. even know. I don't, I don't even know if you think or you can remember back when we first met. I don't even know if you remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. We met. Yeah. We met some years ago. It was at a, was it at a, a, a Grammy thing? We were out. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell I'm going to take you way back. We was in the Bahamas. Way back. Hop on back. Way back. <laughs> Come on back. I'm like this. Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> and, 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 and I know uh, this is that I, 
You hear that? That's the hater alert because it's about to go off because he's about to hate on me right here. You you gave me you gave me a compliment that he ain't gonna want to hear. We <laughs> met in the Bahamas at Michael Jordan's That's golf nasty. thing. Yes, right. Oh yep. man, now, check this out. We were in the bathroom. I was already in the bathroom and I didn't see you, and I was in there humming, and you didn't know who that was, and you was like, Was that you? And I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I'm like, oh, man, you can sing? And I'm like, no, I cannot. I ain't gonna tell him, no, I can't sing, but I can hum a little bit. I can hold a note or two. Yeah, that was the yeah. First I, time. I do remember that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Now, he was carrying a, I was like, I know like, nobody. I ain't no, ain't no in here, in here singing, right. <laughs> Who in here keep it on, 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 on beat and on, on, on key? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Hatch, you know, just just FYI, man, I'm a man of many talents. I know this is you hard for you to digest. Hell right man. Now. <laughs> and, 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 hey, and for all my listeners, all our listeners out here, get your popcorn ready. We got, we're, we're, we're here with, you know, Anthony Hamilton, the Grammy Award winning songwriter. Uh, this guy right here, like I said, that was a moment when he heard me. In my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. Could this be the moment that I get discovered? Hey, no. <laughs> to where, like, I'm all, I got my, my music box, BMG, man. I can sign you now, babe. Hey, don't do it. They will cancel y'all in a heartbeat. Don't you do it. Don't you put your hey, career on the line, Ham. Don't you put your career on the put line. Put you on a nice shirt, boy. Show that chisel, chisel. <laughs> hey, that's, all, that's all it's about, man. It's all about presentation, man. It's just like something. You can put out the first album for deaf people. <laughs> that's what you should do. That's what you should do. You should be the first hey, one. You can be the first. Hey, you can be the first one, T. You know. Hey, don't you know that. So much brotherly love, man. So much brotherly love, man. <laughs> hey, you, you see, see, uh, we had Seth the Entertainer on uh, a couple weeks ago, so now he's been inspired right. to do comedy. comedy. So uh, this is this is where it's all oh, okay. coming from. So you know, <laughs> next week, <laughs> next week we'll have somebody on and he'll be singing. I'm gonna you know be singing because you on here, you inspired Anthony. him to sing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, hey. you, you you see where you see how this goes. <laughs> hey, man, so, y'all are so, funny, man. So Anthony, I'm enjoying this, man. Thank y'all. Um, it's been it's been a it's been great, man. I know we was we, we were trying to get it get it uh scheduled for a while, but I thank y'all for your patience too, man. Oh man, that's oh, all man, that's we all appreciate love. you taking the time. Yeah. I said before you get out of here, I said I know you were um you're you're a solo artist, but I still have to give you a couple options as if you are gonna be in a group. So what we have a little segment on this uh show called uh cut one, uh bench one and start one. So start is your best, right? Your bench is your second best, you cut, you get them out of here. So here's the scenario, my man. So if you are going to be if you are going to be in a group that you never have been, right? Let's say you were 20 years old, you could be in a group in the 90s or late 80s. Yeah. There's your here's your three choices. You got Jodeci, New Edition, or Boys and Men. You have to start one, bench one, or cut one. Jodeci start all day, every day. For, okay. For Okay. 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 Jodeci. <laughs> okay. Now you got yeah. Now you got a. Now you got a bench one. Oh my God. Yes, sir. You got a. You got a bench one and cut one. So somebody go be out of here, <laughs> and somebody go be the backup. Damn. I bench new edition. Okay. Respect. Boys and men gotta go. And I love boys and men to death, but I'm a big <laughs> Jodeci, new edition, and boys and men fan. So I. Cut them for the first summer, 
We'll pick them back, <laughs> back up later on. Come around the next, the tour. <laughs> immediately the next time. <laughs> okay, okay, respect. Okay, I got one more for you. Let's say man, it was, was hard, um, man. Y'all, y'all wrong. Oh for yeah, that. We, y'all yeah. Wrong. We're gonna make it tough on you now, brother. We're gonna make it tough yeah. on you. Okay, you gotta, uh, you gotta do a duo. Now you go do a duo. This is gonna be an automatic Grammy. It's gonna be up for a Grammy, right? The duo is gonna be, t- be between three people. Number one, Johnny Gill. Number two, Babyface. Number three, David Hollister. Damn. Yeah. Y'all yeah, evil, man. Yeah. Evil. Hey, hey, you got it. Johnny you got Gill. So you hey. got to start one, bench one, cut one. Which is it going to be? Johnny yes. Gill, Babyface, or David, David Hollister? David Hollister. Mm. Hey, we, I'm hey, with hey, baby we face coming with that heat. Making machine. Okay. Babyface. I'm going face. with Babyface. Okay. okay. He's got that heat. Uh, dang. y'all wrong for this, man. I, hey. I think both my boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I ain't nothing personal. Yeah, nothing personal. it's all for fun. Now, we just put, we, we making man, you put nah, that, y'all that, wrong, that hat man. on. Y'all wrong, <laughs> you know what y'all trying to do? Trying to call R&B beef. Uh-uh, ain't no, ain't no R&B, beef. R&B beef. We all, we all so love now, around this R&B piece. R&B motherfuckers gonna be carrying pistols and Already, Maybe. you don't like my guy. Throat you... spray, throat spray. <laughs> he hit me with three. He hit me with three things of uh, throat spray in my face. In my face. In my face. Uh, in my face. <laughs> hey, I will post this. Damn, we'll, so, put uh, in, we'll, we'll put Stop. it in. We'll put it in a hashtag. No R and B beef. No R and B beef. <laughs> All right. So, thong with babyface because he's a hit maker, and you know he'll save the day with a hit. Mm-hmm. Then. Mm. Well, he's stuck. Yeah, he's stuck. Yeah, he's stuck like Chuck right I'm now. Stuck bench, on Johnny I'll bench, Gill. I'll bench, I'll bench Dave Hollister because he got that hood in him, man. That hood church. He got that, that, that hood. Coat, that coat okay, a lot okay. of ground. <laughs> so you okay, going to cut? So you, so you cut Johnny Gill then? Man, I don't want to so cut I, Johnny, I, man, because he's one of my. Yeah, he he one He's one of my most favorite voices of all time, too. Got gotta be. He yeah, he voices, yeah, he he up there, hey, brother. Process of but, I'm build, but I'm building a team. <laughs> I cut him for half the season. There it is. For half there it season. is. Gotcha. But I'm coming back and get it. <laughs> you gonna come come on back. Come on back. back and get it. <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. Have, have hey, you ever, so tell because I know this. So of all the albums, I mean. What what is I mean you have so many hits and I know for me point of it all that's, that's one of my favorite albums. What of all the albums that you you have? What what is and I know you've put so much work in all of them take on an identity uh, of themselves. What would be your favorite album of mm. all? You got wow. six of them, yeah. So that's uh, you got six of them things. No, I got nine. Got now oh, six on the um on uh with, with the studio and three independent. Is that how it worked? Yeah, yeah, three okay. independent and okay. uh and a and a and a Christmas album. Oh nice, so, yeah, so that, yeah, that's right. You do got that Christmas um, jump. Wow, coming from one from man would definitely be my most uh, my most favorite. That's the mm-hmm. time that like all the blood, sweat, and tears and the struggles and the 
the mm. no lights, no water, all that. Like this was the time. The I mean, it says thing. it in the it says it in the title in the song. Coming, yeah, yeah, it says it coming from where I'm that, from. That, yeah, I, I can't even. Uh, that's my that's my baby, man, and and it set it up for everybody. So without mm. that album, yeah. man, yeah. ain't nobody worrying. None of those albums would be heard. So I definitely gotta mm-hmm. pay my respects for coming from where I'm from. How, how many man, times do you go awesome. back and listen to that album? Like, do you like like maybe oh, every, yeah. all the time? You like just kind of remind yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah, you have to. You have to go back to go forward. So already these, these albums are. Yeah, man. And you know, and my Christmas album, Home for the Holidays, is a really beautiful, beautiful album. Even Eric Clapton covered two songs off of, off of that album on his last Christmas album. Mm-hmm. It's a really great Christmas album. If you ever get a chance to. Oh, I'm, I'm writing. Beer. I'm writing it down right now. I'm writing. Yeah, it's the home right for the now. holidays, man. You got Gavin DeGraw on it, um, Shaka Khan, mm. and uh, someone else on it. Somebody else is on it, but but it's beautiful, man. Really classic, six original classics and six covers. I even mm-hmm. do the emotions. Uh, what would the what would the lonely do? Yeah, oh man. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That, that was that was tight. T, yeah, you ruined, heard, you like, ruined you the whole it. moment. T you ruined that? the whole moment. <laughs> you heard that? Yeah, yeah. You heard it. Hey, hey, you T, know what, next time you, know you see, hit your mute button. How about that? I'm hearing, I'm hearing two great athletes. Competitive brothers who are amazing. Both of y'all are amazing, man. And oh, I was a Dallas man. I was a Dallas man from a baby up until I just fell in love with the uh, with the Panthers, man. But I still like Dallas is still in my blood. But I'm a I'm Panther like, fan. Panthers fan, man. It just happened. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you feel about Cam gone? So again, you're a Panther I, fan. I, I know you want to Cam like there. A, I felt like it was a mistake. I think you. Uh, I think they're so quick to to get rid of like people who help build the team, and and a lot of times like, right, right. The, these rookie players need need these, you know, yeah, time. These season these season players, these veterans, man, who could show them the way. And I think it's so quick nowadays. It's guidance. So quick to get rid of people. Yeah, that guidance and and mm-hmm. that leadership. Mm-hmm. He was a real good leader, and I think. Uh, but you know, they're looking at the money. How can save money, make money, right, all that? Right. So. Right. I just felt like uh, I would have right. kept him, mm-hmm. just like I would, I, you know. Yeah, I would, I would, I would have kept him. So, being a Carolina I, Panthers fan, right, and you, you're definitely an an advocate for the African Americans across the world, mm-hmm. always speaking up on that. But yeah. the old owner of the Panthers that you root for also is, you know, has some racist remarks. Like, how does that make you feel as a fan of that team? Just put garbage in the field, put garbage mm-hmm. on the field for me. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's there, but the fact that, you know, it's almost like that slave, that slave driver, that, that, that slave driver mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times they, I think they feel like they own the players, but you don't Absolutely. own them. Nah. Absolutely. Right, right. You don't own me. So I um, free, yeah, but- you know, I have free will to come play here and all that. But... Right. You don't own me, but but for you to, to to look at me as if I'm property of yours, right? That kind of that right. doesn't sit right with me. Um, so I think they get, they need a lot of uh, cleaning up to do in the NFL, the NBA, and all these places. I think NBA has been a little different 
mm-hmm. the NFL, mm-hmm. even with Jerry and all, man. Yeah, all that, yeah. that slave, that that owner, slave man mentality. Yeah, Nigga, it's uh, right, right, <laughs> right. I mean, and, and honestly, you know, uh, we're fathers. Uh, all of us are fathers, except for Hatch. Hatch doesn't have have any kids. But T has enough for me. He got 13 kids, so <laughs> I'm going to get started one day. <laughs> right. Yeah, but man, um, you know, I know we're on, the top, we're on this topic. We're on this topic, and obviously we, we, it's, a, it's, it's a topic that obviously it's a bit heavy, um, but we, we as black men, I think we have to, you know, shed light. We have to have dialogue um, about it. You know, you have sons. I have sons and daughters, um, especially – with this time that we're going through now, um, obviously it's a moment that we all have to, as men, reflect and see what's going on and have, we have kids growing up and those kids, our kids are our future. What is it that you've discussed or, you know, uh, with your kids, especially your, especially your, your, your son, right. And so, you know, you see we're, we're getting killed at, 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 at an alarming rate. And obviously with what just happened with Jacob Blake, what conversations have you had with your sons about everything that that's that's uh, that's going on right now? You know, man, it's been really heavy because I have six sons. My oldest is 31, right. 29 to 23. Twins are t- about to be 10 and eight year old. Mm. And these are all black, black boys, black men who look like some of the guys who have been murdered. And mm. when it first started happening, you know, it's been happening. But when it started to get just get. Just more visible, more visible, and happening so often without any di- any regard. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was frightening, and then it made me angry, and it made me you know fearful, but it pissed me off. So I had these conversations with them, like you know what, guys, everybody ain't gonna like you because of what you look like or what they think you represent. I right. said your job every day is to get home safely to my older boys. Mm. You don't have to boast them and you don't have to you don't have to meet ignorance with ignorance. If someone approaches you with ignorance of the opposite race or the same race, your job mm-hmm. is to get home safely. If you can de-escalate it, get home, mm-hmm. cry it out, call me, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to do it over again. But if you meet ignorance with ignorance, it can escalate and you can your life can be taken. So be smart, keep your head up, mm-hmm. be a man and know that. But just know that you have a better chance having a second day mm-hmm. than than to just give your life a, a moment of uh, anger and uh, and hate. And I tell my young ones, like people, there there's a lot of hate. I said there are going to be people uh, of a different race, white people, who are going to look at you guys as if you guys are not worthy to be in certain places. I said yeah. we live in a great neighborhood. I said Daddy didn't grow up here. I showed you where I live. Mm-hmm. So. They think that I'm still, they, they, they don't see the value in me and they won't see the value in you, but you have to see it in yourself. Mm-hmm. Know that you are special. Know that you are worthy of anything that any white kid has or any Latino kid and, or, 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 or wherever they're from. Like you have, you have the same rights and same access and the same, you know, Privilege as, as, as they do. Yeah. 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 And so just know that. I said, but don't don't have a blind eye to ignorance and to hate. Mm-hmm. I said, because 
they're killing they're killing people that look like us. Absolutely. They're killing kids. They're killing mothers. They're killing fathers. I said, so don't live your life in fear. That is going to protect you as long as I can. But I need you to hear me when I speak to you about certain things mm. and I give you wisdom and certain things I need you to do and pay attention to. I need you to do it because we're living in a world now that is starting to really disrespect us as people. And I need mm. you guys to work hard. When it's time to do your schoolwork, you do it. You do it right. When it's time for you to, to represent yourself, you do it and you do it right and you hold your head up. And I said, and we're going to pray every night. Mm -hmm. We're going to wake up every day and we're going to kick ass. Mm, I love it. So like I said, you're from Charlotte, North Carolina. So you had to see it up close and personal uh, growing up. Do you remember some of those incidents, if you will, like uh, that kind of set you, you know, for your, 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 your thought process moving forward as a young adult? Oh, yeah, man. Like all that, you know, boy and, mm -hmm. you know, hey, what you boys doing around? Like, I ain't no motherfucker. I'm a grown right. man. Uh, right. <laughs> even in the neighborhood, I live in a, you know, I live in a gated community now. And sometimes me and my boy, we, you know, we ride our bikes a lot. And so some, right. sometimes in the evening or early morning, they're not playing golf as much. So we would take, you know, I have access to the golf course. Mm. But sometimes it's beautiful through that, man. They make it beautiful. So we like to ride our bikes through that. So we're riding through, and this, this white man and his friend were on the thing. Oh, whoa, 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 hey. What are you guys doing here? Are you guys members here? Mm. Whatever. I said, yes. Oh, wow. I said, not only are we members, I said, but we are, I'm a 15-year homeowner. Mm. And I was born and raised here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I know Billy Graham and Mel Graham and the people who own this land. So mm. do you need help from me? <laughs> right. What, what was his What was his response? What was his response? Yeah. So, oh, hey, he said, "Hey, man, I just you know we just want y'all to be careful, nobody get hurt." I said, "Well, they don't really like you riding by." I said, I, "I, I, I get it." I said, "But there's sometimes in the evening when you guys are not playing, we we like to take a little ride down to here, and we're gonna be careful. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna these are my kids. I'm gonna protect them. I get it." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But don't ever approach me as if I'm uh, if I'm not in, in, in the proper place or right. where like you I don't belong I be. here. Right. Like I don't belong here. Like. Don't. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, he got it together real quick. And he's probably not even a, a, he probably doesn't even live here. Just bought a social membership or mm -hmm. golf membership. And mm -hmm. right, right. yeah, I can yeah. tell he had been drinking because he was a little burgundy. But I was like, yeah, don't you don't want these problems. bro. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, uh, you run into people like that. Um, you talk about privilege, um, you know, kind of a, a sense of entitlement. Um, yeah. Those are some mm -hmm. of the things, like I said, it's when you encounter those things, like I said, they can put you, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a position where you can get out of your character. Um, but I but I like the way that's why I asked what was your response, because your kids are watching you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what I was because your kids, you know, because like I said, when they're not around, they're going to they're going to be a, a, a perfect example or a reflection of you and how you're raised and how you how you interact and how you respond to certain situations. So um, that was why I asked that. So, I mean, that was a, a remarkable way um, as far as uh, how you yeah, handled, handled yourself. Yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach you if I'm going to approach you with respect, even if if, if you approach me disrespectful. Yeah. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that one time and I'm going to approach you with some respect and maybe you'll sense that and turn mm -hmm. the, turn it around. Right. If not, then I'm going to I'm going to unleash some stuff on you that's that's really uh well placed 
Yeah. Well thought out. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I say, I say, you not want to do that ever again in your life. Right, right. I say, you got one time, so I'm going to tell you, watch your tone yeah. and your delivery. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, gonna, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to put him in a position to, to, to really get what he was asking for. Oh, really? You know I mean? Yeah. If you yeah. want it, you can get it. But I ain't yeah. trying to take well, it. I got it, man. I got it. I got it. I got it for you. Yeah, you gotta, like, you gotta tell them, coming from where I'm coming from. Hey, <laughs> coming from there, yeah, it, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, yes, sir. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Don't Grammy Award-winning artist Anthony <laughs> Hamilton is singing in the background. Yeah, we appreciate hey, you coming on, Jesus. Don't try me because I fight. Hey, <laughs> you we ain't lying. You, you might want to try Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> We appreciate you taking the time, though, out, man. Thank y'all, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do it, man. Anytime we can do it again, brother. I know that, man. And like I said, like you said, don't worry about, like I said, I know we were trying to get your schedule. Like I said, I know having kids, things of that nature. I appreciate you being patient with us. Like I said, I mean, I get it. You know, we we missed each other a couple of times. And like I told you in a text, I said, bro, just let us know. Yeah, yeah, you were real understanding, man. I appreciate that. Oh, man. (laughs) You know, that's how how I am. That's how we are right here on Get Your Popcorn Ready. That's Uh, how we roll, baby. I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all, man. man. Yep, yep. I hope you enjoyed it, man. We definitely enjoyed enjoyed you. you. I hope our listeners um, have enjoyed you. Again, we have Anthony Hamilton, Grammy Award winning singer songwriter uh, here in the the building. I'm also now put out a book called Cornbread Fish and Collard Grain. It's available on 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 uh, on on Amazon and Kindle. Also, if you're not following me, follow me on Anthony Hamilton official on Instagram, Hamilton Anthony on Twitter. Anthony Hamilton music on uh on Facebook. I'm gonna get it all figured out. But oh, man. say no more. You, you heard the man himself. Follow him <laughs> on all his social media uh platforms. Yeah. Uh, definitely, like I said, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, like Thank I said, you. you're definitely worthy of being on this show, man. Thanks, um, man. I, I know appreciate I'm it. a big I'm a I'm a big I'm fan a big fan of, of all you, man. Y'all are y'all are amazing. You too, Matt. I know I, about yeah. you hat. Already appreciate it. Look. You know what I'm saying? I mean trying he a hater on me. Oh man, yeah, you was a bad boy too, but you got them hands. I was like, you gotta catch it like T O boy, go in the house. <laughs> no doubt there it man. is man all right brother take care hey, of yourself, make sure y'all brother. vote Every, all you listeners out there go vote vote there it is. vote vote and November know what you're voting for all right man love y'all brothers and y'all be all good right. man make love you brother peace right. there it is ladies and gentlemen the man the myth the legend anthony hamilton thank you for coming on brother we appreciate you taking the time again that was uh some great insights some great info from uh one of our R&B legends of today, if you really want to put him in that category. Again, I think his body of work that he's done, I think he deserves to be in that category of an R&B legend. Oh, no doubt, for sure. I mean, when you talk about, you know, some of the top artists, you know, musicians, you know, let alone like R&B. Right. And as you said, his there's always some uniqueness to, you know, the special talent that you hear that sets them apart. Mm-hmm. And just as you mentioned, Hatch, like when you have, a distinctive voice, a look, um, and he has that fashion uh, to go with it. Yeah. Um, all that embodies him being the artist that he is and has become like, yeah, I mean, he's like no other. Um, I know, like I said, I don't know of all the albums that that, that he's put out. Um, I know Point of It All is one of my favorites and uh, the song Her Heart, I think we, we talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, like I said, if you haven't heard that song, just when we get done, 
Just yeah. throw that, throw that go little joint, throw that joint. Go on. throw that thing on, boy. Right. Throw that joint on, but before you go, before you throw it on, now go in and get you a box of Kleenex. Get your mind now, right. Yeah, get your mind right. But yeah, man, that song, man, it's it, you can just tell, man, it was coming from, uh, coming from a, a place of just uh, hurt, um, sorrow, um, remorse, everything, mm-hmm. man, or just contrition. Um, but man, it was just some, it was some real, real life stuff that was resonating through, through, through my car, man. And just listening to it, through any sound system, but man, point of it all, her heart, that's definitely one of my favorite songs. And I think that kind of takes us into our three and out. Cause the first one that I had down was, uh, like I said, what he writes about the, the truth and honesty and the authenticity that he writes from the bottom of his heart comes out on paper, which comes through the music. And I think people don't understand, like, yeah, you, if you're wanting to be an artist, you can say, okay, well, I see this on TV, so I want to write about that. Or I see somebody pushing a tight whip, whatever, I want to write about that. But if you go from within, like, your real heart desires and what you've been going through in your whole life, and you write about that stuff, I think that's when you'll kind of start putting something down on paper that nobody else can, uh, you know, duplicate or they can all resonate with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about even just not just artists, but I think the essence of every human being, um, we're all prototypes. And when you think about something that motivates or inspires us, it's something that comes from within. And so obviously with his music, as you just, you know, um, eloquently uh, uh, shared with us, that's 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 Anthony Hamilton. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of artists and musicians, but there are certain certain guys with such uniqueness that sets them apart. And as I said, with Anthony Hamilton, you said it too. It's like, you can't mimic, you can't emulate uh, the tones, his voice. It's just something about him that sets him apart. And so, yeah, I like this. This is part of the three and out segment where we pick three things, you know, from the entire hour and a half, whatever it is we've been on, um, that, that were so profound. We want to share those things between the two of us. We want to share them with you guys that are listening. So yeah, we're, we're at number two of the three and out segment. Um, and I think for me, um, it would be him sharing that if he was an artist today, and if you think about mm-hmm. some of the, the the top artists that are out now, number one, obviously people will say Drake, uh, right. you got Migos and everybody else, but he mentioned Chance the Rapper as mm-hmm. you know one of those one of those guys or artists that he would model himself after uh, with his approach uh, to the industry and Drake yeah. as well, and that's going the independent route, uh, being able to embody everything to capitalize on um, from from an artist standpoint. Because obviously, when you sign a label, sign with a label, you're kind of signing your your life away before you Absolutely. actually make money. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's what he's learned, and I think he said. Chance the Rapper is the best example for him um, as far as his approach uh, to the music into the music industry. Absolutely. And if, again, people out there, if you're trying to get into the music business, you need to listen to, you know, stories like that. So they can they're giving you the model on how to not get taken advantage of or not how to, or how to not get screwed over in the music business, because it's going to happen. If you're coming in here with no mentorship and you just like, get, I want to sign, I want to sign, you're going to sign your life away. and You're going to be mad about it. So you guys have to understand the business model um, of these artists. And like I said, they're giving you guys game. You know what I'm saying? You got to take that in consideration if you're going to be a, a professional in whatever lane you guys choose as well. <clears throat> I think the, uh, the third thing um, for me was uh, when he was kind of, he said he did kind of have a struggle between going between the church or circular music, you know, 
and I get his, it's so soulful. I think the gift that he's given the world is an example of, it doesn't have to be just church music or, or the definition of what church music is. It can be pretty much, you know, anything long as you're talking about honest, authentic things. And of course he talks about God a lot in his songs anyway. So, you know, I think that he kind of gave us the example. It was actual real struggle, something he did have to go back and forth with in his head, but I think he chose the right route. I, like I said, give you a little, a little, um, a little free plus this week. I think one, one thing I did that this that got to me as well is um, when I asked him about who he patterned himself after, like who he looked up to. And he said, this right. guy named Chuck. Right. And I think as far as, especially anybody out here over like the age of really 16, like you always have people watching you. Like people have to understand you can't just say, I'm going to mentor when I want to mentor, or I'm just going to, you know, be a good example when I want to be a good, good example, right? He had a five, five, six-year-old kid looking up to this dude. And at that moment, that changed this world. Because if you think about all the people that Anthony Hamilton's music has touched over the last 20 years, it came from Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, the Chuck didn't sing it, but like, he got his, you know, inspiration from a guy that, again, he never had a conversation. He never made a Grammy and then got to call Chuck. It was just like on a total, you know, level that you don't get to award somebody and you don't get awarded. But as a just go walk around this earth, be a good human because these kids are watching you, right? We have to set the example, and you never know when you get to set the example. So just try to put on that good person character building, you know, as much as you can when you're in front of people, especially in front of kids. And I kind of took that away from the show as well. Yeah, man. So, but there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for tuning in with Anthony Hamilton on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. And definitely, uh, definitely go to the video version of this. Uh, you can subscribe, obviously, to... Uh, on Instagram um, and I everywhere can't. else you get your podcast. But if you want to get the audio, the, the video version, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tara Lawrence. There it is. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.